Welcome to the True Crime Squad. This is Katie Weaver. I'm here with my sister, co-host, and partner in crime, Christy Brower. Hello. Hello. Hey, everybody. It's Wednesday. It's Wednesday night case updates. It is. There are a pile of them. There really are. There's a lot. And it's all, it's almost all court, which I think is interesting. Yeah. Lots of court stuff happening. Tons of court proceedings happening. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm. We've said before, we felt like probably in some part trying to get lots done before the end of the year or before the holidays. But yeah, lots going on. Yeah. But before all that, how are you? What you doing? Uh, I'm okay. I have a sinus infection. Honestly, I don't feel very good. Hmm. (laughs) Kind of been down all day. But other than that, I'm I'm fine, really. It's just, you know, sinus infections, they kind of knock your ass out. They do. They suck. Yeah. Well, boo been the case for me in the last couple days but other than that i'm good yeah well we had a very fun halloween we did we did a little uh witch's market that was a trick-or-treating event it was so fun so many cute kids in all their costumes and oh yeah yeah so that was my favorite part was just getting to see the kids Mm -hmm. in their costumes you know and see how creative people are oh my gosh Mm -hmm. People blow me away with their creativity when it comes to uh, Halloween costumes, especially, you know, ones people have made. Yeah. So clever. And the babies. Dear God, the babies. So many cute babies. Yeah. Or the really cute ones. you got like a a young couple that has like one baby, you know, Mm -hmm. dressed all themed together, like a whole family of cows or the one family of uh, the Flintstones were absolutely fabulous. Yes, they They were were so so cute. cute. Loved it. Yep. Very fun. Yeah. We were witches. I mean, you know. Yeah. Ish. I don't know. I wore, I wore horns. And so some people thought oh, I was, true. Uh, thought maybe I was uh, Maleficent. Was kind of a cross between Maleficent and. Horny Maleficent, I think. Yeah, I yeah. guess. I don't know. <laughs> I liked it. I thought it was a cool outfit. So that it was, was great. Enough, right? Yep, we'll take it. Yeah. yeah, lots of fun stuff. I love it. Oh, GB was Waldo. Love it. Oh. Cranky was a witch. Yeah. Awesome. Oh, GB's a teacher said that uh, she saw some really fun costumes from students. Oh, I love that. Oh, Amy was Velma and her husband was Scooby-Doo. Oh, and nice. Her brother was Shaggy and her daughter, oh, who was in a wheelchair because she's injured, was the mystery machine. And her son was the monster that they caught. Well, my gosh. Wow. Wow. Look at that. Yeah. Love it. Hello, smiling. I want to say hi to all of our chatters. Welcome, you guys. Glad to see you here. Oh, did you see what Paula said? No. Uh, We were trying to come up with something that will work with my power wheelchair, like a Dalek or something from Doctor Who. Right. Uh, A Dalek would be awesome, Paula. It would. Well, just listen, it sounds to me like all you need to do is interface with Amy for next year because she is full of great ideas. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. How fun. Janet says I'm due in the beginning of February. I was thinking about trick-or-treating next year. 
uh, but it would be more for me. Well, right. I mean, you take the yes. cute baby around and then people mm-hmm. give you give you candy. I almost said money. That'd be mm-hmm. nice, but I like candy. Yeah. Yes. You be exterminate. That's what Listen, the Daleks say. I have been had a lifetime of eating my kids trick-or-treating candy. I mean, that's just how it goes. But yeah, when you have a baby, <laughs> hell yes, you take them trick-or-treating. Do you get the candy? Well, clearly, you know. You would be an irresponsible parent to be feeding your baby candy. Right. Yes. Money works too. It's true. Yes. <laughs> well, good. I'm glad you all had a good Halloween. We did too. It was fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, there's a lot to talk about per normal, but I think we should start actually for once. We usually end with these guys, but I think we should start with them. Let's talk about the daybells. Let's do. So there's there's stuff going on mostly behind the scenes, several filings, mm-hmm. but some interesting news to note. There is a competency uh, evaluation review that is mm-hmm. coming up on the 9th of November. For Lori. And of course, for Lori. And it was all blacked out per use. So, you know, mm-hmm. but we figured that's what was coming here is that she was going to be evaluated for competency again. And that is, in fact, happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. So, it, interestingly enough, there is a hearing to discuss the motion to sever. And it is on conveniently 1110. So, it's the day after the competency review for Lori. Now, I think that there's some planning going on here because the judge really cannot rule on severance until they know for sure if Mm -hmm. back into the hospital. And if she goes back into the hospital, I think it was, it's likely that they'll, Mm -hmm. you know, so I just thought those dates were interesting. I, I just don't know how they cannot. Right. At what point does it become like a violation of his legal rights? Yeah. That's where his, his attorney is coming from. Mm -hmm. Except for that his attorney doesn't even want to go to trial for a year. Right. Because that was granted, you know, they did grant the, um, they vacated the hearing. So there is no trial in January for anyone. Mm -hmm. Can Chad divorce her from jail? And what would that mean? Um. I don't, I think he can. Mm-hmm. I think that's possible with the help of his attorney. Um, I don't know why he would need to, though, really. I mean, they're both locked up forever. Regardless of what happens with all these hearings, these people aren't going anywhere. No. And he can turn on her. Um, it, it really wouldn't make, he doesn't, the crimes actually happened before they were married and mm-hmm. we still don't know for sure if they are legally married because the courts do not treat it like that no nope. she is still Lori Vallow in mm-hmm. the in the I court system like she still does not have his last name I don't know that she ever legally changed it and no I believe she, she did not and there are questions about all of that mm-hmm. uh, but yeah I don't it wouldn't matter um he he could turn on her at any time but can he dis- divorce her if she is incompetent? Now, that's a question I don't know for sure. If, um, you know, if because she can't respond. However, if she just if he just divorces her and she can't respond after, you know, in Idaho, it's 21 days. The divorce is final. So, yeah, good question. 
Um, but I don't, it, that doesn't hap, have to happen in order for him to turn on her. No. And it does really feel like that's where this is heading. Well, and in Idaho, there is no exemption, like marital exemption to testify. Right. If it involves injury to a child. So for, for no reason, yeah, there's no spousal privilege for that reason, because they weren't married when the crimes took place, but also because they, it all involves harming children, except for Tammy. Yeah. They're co-conspirators. So that changes everything, even with the law. But everybody died before they got married. Mm -hmm. So uh, didn't he sign his house over to Pryor? Yes. Yep. Uh, were Chad, Laurie and Chad married before that? Does she have an entitlement to his house? I don't believe that she does um, for all of the reasons mentioned. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I, yeah. GB says I've been waiting to see if Chad rolls on Laurie. I think that's kind of where we all are. Mm -hmm. And the severing of the trials, his trial being able to move forward without her, that's going to change things a lot. And I, mm -hmm. the, the, the timing of those two hearings is not lost on me that no. he's going to hear the competency review before hearing the application to sever mm -hmm. he's really you know the judge has got to look at this hard yeah 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 for what sure is prior to with the house sell it mm -hmm. sell it to recoup I mean, his money out of this insane you know yep Properties nice. in Madison County are still worth a lot. Yeah. I would imagine Chad's house is worth at now. least, yeah, I would imagine Chad's house is worth at least three times what he paid for it. Mm -hmm. And now, as best we know, his kids are still living in it. Um, it looks occupied. There was some uh, rumor that perhaps they were actually moving, but I don't think that ever happened. Uh, mm -hmm. it's, as best I can tell from driving past there, uh, their same cars are there. It looks to me like they're still living there. Yeah. Um, so, but, but that brings up another kind of interesting question and it's really none of our business, but it makes me wonder, um, are they paying rent to prior? Right. Well, I mean, or the last we looked living in Chad's house, the, what wasn't it listed as being John Pryor and Tammy Daybell's estate? Um, it was for a while and Tammy's now been removed from it. And okay. so it's, uh, as far as we know now, the deed itself uh, or the property search only shows prior as being the owner of the house. So that is interesting. Are they it's paying really abnormal. Attorney? That would seem weird. Yeah. And yeah. right. Sell it to someone who would not exploit it. Like who the hell wants this house? Who the hell wants this house? Where all these Nobody local. Nobody no. local. Nobody local. Yeah. Right. right. Who would want to live in that place? That back area where Tylee was buried and well, and JJ, I mean, that's a pasture. That's where people would typically grow their garden or, mm -hmm. you know, pasture some animals or maybe grow some, some hay or something. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know. I can't imagine anybody wanting to move in there and, and make that place their home. Yeah. I right. don't want to live there in the first place because uh, it's on a really, really busy road, a busy, fast road, a country yeah. road. Dangerous. Where people drive extremely fast. Yeah, dangerous. Mm -hmm. I would never live on that road. But that's an interesting thought, though, to knock the house down and make it a remembrance park or something. Mm -hmm. 
They won't, though, because this attorney is going to want his money. Yep. Yeah, it would need some major clearing and incense. Yes, it would. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's going to be curious. You know, we're curious to see what happens with the house, but this mm-hmm. is sustaining Chad for the for the moment, probably. Although, yeah. I mean... I still think he probably owes his attorney more than what the house is worth in all of this time. Mm -hmm. I would imagine. I mean, that's the thing. This is taking so damn long. It is. Yeah. So we shall see, but the the 9th and the 10th of November. So coming up next week Mm -hmm. are these two hearings. And so we won't be able to live stream them obviously, but we will be able to update you on what, occurs and you know kind of what we learn from it and you're right let's see i wanted to read this um prior stated he didn't want Lori there for the separation hearing said he couldn't talk openly with her in the courtroom right he's planning to bring in her prior bad acts mm-hmm. in, and alex's bad acts mm-hmm. basically so, yeah, it is interesting because we've not seen them speak against each other at all to this point. Mm-hmm. But I th- think that's what we're about to see. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It's going to be interesting. This month is going to be very interesting as far as this case is concerned. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Janet says Pryor is going to be releasing a book after this, calling it. Right. I hope, I hope he has a ghostwriter. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, yeah. Or at least it's Grammarly. Come on. <laughs> Just don't don't let Mark Means ghost write it. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Cranky says maybe that's why Pryor is so crabby all the time, wondering if he will ever get paid. See, Cranky, I think there's really something to that. I've thought mm-hmm. that for a while now that I want I don't think Pryor is getting paid. That's my assumption or my opinion, not truth in fact, but my opinion. That he's not getting paid. And that he's assuming there'll be a, a good payday by the time this is over in the, mm-hmm. the value of that home. But he, every chance he gets to bitch and, main, and complain and moan in court about how expensive everything is and how the state has everything at their fingertips and they can spend whatever they want and yada, yada, but he Which doesn't really have isn't that. true either. They you have know. a budget, but. Right, but they have more people. And he always complains about that, that they have all these people and it's just me. And everyone's mm-hmm. like, that's your problem, Friar. That's yeah. your problem. You hire some people then. See, I think that. I think you're right that he's not getting paid yet Mm -hmm. and that he's feeling the pinch of it because of course he also has other clients we're assuming and other, you know, days in court and other work. Right. And then has this uh, voluminous amount of, uh, you know, bullshit with this case. So right. (laughs) I would really like to go to Chad's hearing. You know, we missed uh, the last one that we were planning on going to due to the, due to the vid, but, uh, well, and we'll see, because speaking yeah. of the vid, the Omicron, Omicron variance is kicking ass right here in our part of the state right now. Ask Katie. And if it's still risky like that, I don't know that I want to spend that much time in the courtroom. Definitely in masks at the very least. Um, yeah. Frankly, I think anytime I go into one of those courtrooms, I'm going to have to wear a mask just to mask my face. Right? There's that. <laughs> yeah. The poker face. This ain't it. So I think Mm -hmm. I would have to be masked anyway because who knows? Right. Hire an intern, right? There's a law school in Boise. Yeah. So you know there's interns out and about that are looking for work. But I don't think Pryor really wants. 
that help. This is where I think it's at. Again, my opinion solely. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want help. He is a bull. He wants to do everything himself. He wants to say everything he wants to say. He wants to have the only opinion in the room. And I don't know that he wants help. Yeah. That's my thought. Hey, Cammy. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right about that. But I was watching um, Crime Talk last night, Scott mm-hmm. Reich. Yeah. And he talked about a couple of things in the case I thought were really interesting. First of all, he said yet again that he thinks that Pryor really ought to just cut and run and now would be the time to go. That he is mm-hmm. way in, way over his head. So they mm-hmm. just released, the FBI just released this report in this case that has to do with the GPS of the cell phones. Mm-hmm. It is this huge, really complicated report. And they're trying to do, and I cannot explain what all of this means. So go watch Crime Talk and he can explain it. But basically the FBI is. When, when this used, is over. When this yes, is over. when this is over. Has <laughs> used a new and kind of controversial and not totally proven method with the um, with the GPS data from their cell phones. Mm-hmm. And he said that in a lot of situations that that report would be struck because the defense would have a fit over it. But he thinks John Pryor is not swift enough and, and savvy enough in these kinds of things to even know mm-hmm. what to do with that report. So I found that very interesting. Yeah. After this is over, go watch crime talk. He, um, he gives a description of all of it. I didn't fully understand it. It's um, basically they're using it to even closer pinpoint where people are like physically standing mm-hmm. with their phones. It's not just triangulating towers. There's more to it than that. And mm-hmm. it's a new, it's new and it hasn't quite got its sea legs in court yet, which that was interesting. Mm-hmm. That is but, interesting. You know, he said, However, that, the proof is in the pudding. Well, it is. I mean, it's validated by the things that happened mm-hmm. for sure. But he said if uh, if this was a good defense attorney, he would be fighting that. And he hasn't said a word about it. And uh, yeah. And, you know, Scott Reich has been saying for a while that Pryor needs to get the hell out because he doesn't know what he's doing. Mm-hmm. And he said it again that he thinks it's really time for him mm-hmm. to drop this case and get the yeah. hell out before it gets real serious. Because yep. he said he's worried about um, a an appeal on Chad's part, having mm-hmm. Pryor as his attorney. And if this goes all the way through this death penalty trial with this attorney that's clearly not qualified, that he thinks he should drop it and let um, let uh, Chad become um, indigent so that he mm-hmm. can get state-funded attorneys like Lori has. Mm-hmm. Interesting stuff. But he said, you know, there's stuff coming that is so complicated that first of all, he's not familiar with it. And second of all, he just doesn't have the manpower in himself to handle something like that. So I thought that was really interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's what yeah. we know uh, for Daybell. But definitely next week is going to be an important week. Although probably we won't know rulings for maybe until the next week. Yeah. But those well, hearings, think- especially the severance hearing, honestly. Mm-hmm. What are his... What's his justification now if mm-hmm. Lori's headed back to the hospital again? Mm-hmm. It's going to look a lot different. This is going to get very interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
as if it hasn't already, but right. you know, wild. Okay, well, so there you have Daybell. Uh, Adam Montgomery. Yeah. Adam Montgomery, of course, is uh, charged with now, finally, with the murder of Harmony Montgomery, his daughter. But he's also in court on all those weapons charges. And that was supposed, I mean, they were in pretrial this week, or supposed to be, and then uh, in jury selection in next week. And the defense has said that they are realizing that they're not prepared. There's too much uh, information. There's some uh, talk of things that the prosecution turned over to them that could be other suspects. Now, not in Harmony's murder, understand, just in uh, all these weapons charges that came up. Mm-hmm. And so uh, the prosecution agreed, let's put this off. So that's going to go nowhere right now. But uh, what we do know, though, is that Adam is, you know, securely in jail on lots of charges and he's going to stay there. So yeah, that's the most important piece. And honestly, at this point, who even cares about the weapons charges? It's These are the murder charges against his daughter. That's that's what Much I'm interested in. Yeah, for sure. But that, that's where that sits right now. So. As always, top of the FOS list, Adam. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Trash. Yeah. 100%. Okay. So with that being said, I'm just going, looking at our list here. Uh, Talk to us about, oh, uh, Richard Allen. Richard Allen. So Richard Allen has been in court. So he is the man that has been arrested and charged with the murders, with the Delphi murders. Mm Mm-hmm with Abby and Libby. Yeah. Uh, So his bond is set at $20 million, which, wow. I mean, here in Idaho, the Daybells are on million-dollar bonds, and that is gigantic. Mm -hmm. So a $20 million bond? Yeah. um, They're just making damn sure he doesn't go anywhere. Yeah. Um, Let's see. So there was a domestic incident on June 18th of 2015 at his home. Mm-hmm. And the, his wife called the police because he was drunk and belligerent. And so they're looking into kind of some more things about him that we didn't know. And that's one of them, mm-hmm. that there's some history there. Um, she, they, she felt like uh, she actually ended up taking him to the hospital for a medical evaluation because he just lost his shit. Mm-hmm. This was actually before the murders. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that we, we haven't known very much about him no. um, leading up to. Um, of course, all the neighbors are coming out to say he was just a usual guy, normal family man, mm-hmm. nothing out of the ordinary. I just think maybe our meter of what is normal is broken, <laughs> you yeah. know, because we always hear this mm-hmm. about people. And I think, man, are we paying this little of attention to each other? Apparently, you know, it's, it's, that is, it's terrifying. Yeah. You know, everyone's like the Rick, we know would never do something like this, but it's pretty <laughs> clear he did. You know, I don't think they're going to hold him on a $20 million bond without some pretty damn good evidence for sure but you know you have to wonder at this point is this the only crime he's committed right i mean really this was yeah this was just a a one and done really yeah i think that's a worry 
I think that's a big worry that there are other. Yeah. Yeah. I I think it should be. It just, you just, and I mean, he's lived in that area for a long time in that house he's in and then in Mm -hmm. other places close to them. Right. But uh, he's lived in that area for quite a while. And, but I mean, the, the gall on this guy that he has continued to work and live in this neighborhood and community and watched all of this play out and the, all of the grief and the difficulties the police had and all the shit that's gone down since these girls got killed. And he mm-hmm. just kept showing up for work every day. Yeah. Like, I mean, that, that's a serious psychopath that is not mm-hmm. affected by this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Without a doubt. Oh, Janet says, I did hear that someone close to him turned over relevant info that led to his arrest unconfirmed but reported well that is a big question right now Mm -hmm. yes he did insert himself as a witness and you know then he gave the the photographs to the families for their funerals and like i don't know there's just a bunch of gross stuff going on here but only a psychopath could not have a breakdown during all of this and still live in the community Uh, Jessica says who you are in public is what you want people to think is who you want people to think you are. Yeah, it's true. And psychopath men are definitely um, really, really good at that. Mm-hmm. And I think we see that in this case, just the fact that he can live in that community mm-hmm. and, and not be suspicious yep. is crazy. Absolutely. But, that's what we know for now. Yeah. On him. So Scott was just, uh, he just popped in my office to tell me that he just sent me uh, the GIS on Chad's house. Oh. He just looked it up while, uh, while we were talking. So mm-hmm. it does show single owner John Pryor. Wow. I'm not going to show the GIS on the screen because it has Pryor's home address on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is so interesting, though. Like they, they've yeah. bartered, they've bartered for his. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that property is nearly time. four acres. Is it? That's bigger than I thought it was. Three point seven five acres. Is there a value? Not on the GIS. No. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, just Very so you know, that is that's that's where that sits. That is where it still sits. Mm-hmm. That is weird. That his that. Chad's children are still living in the house mm-hmm. and then Pryor actually owns the house. That's I know. I'd be very curious to know what their arrangement with him is, you know? Right. Yeah. We get to live here until the trial's done and then he sells the house. Like. Right. Anyway. So sorry yeah. uh, for breaking into the Allen uh, report to, for that, but it's, it's worth knowing. Yeah. Right. Yes, JR, I wonder that too, because they, uh, going back to the uh, Delphi case, they did dig next to the fire pit in the backyard. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, everybody's questioning what was that, where the trophy was? Was that where the murder weapon was? Bloody yeah. clothes? Like what? But it had to be something he didn't want to get rid of. Mm-hmm. His clothes, he could have just burned, put in a right. bag in a dumpster. Like, I mean, there will be a lot of ways. I bet it's weapon. Or mm-hmm. trophies. Mm-hmm. And is that the only thing they found buried in that property? Asking? Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, that is, I think that's really, those are things that won't come out for a while, but it's going to be very interesting to see. Um, But also, I'm still seeing stuff that still makes me think that this is tied back to the Anthony Schatz account. I There's still that possibility. I think that there is a connection there. Maybe I'm wrong, but that's still what I'm thinking, is that there's still a connection. There is some kind of a pedophile ring or a pornography ring, child porn ring, something in this area with these people, with some yeah. of these people, that uh, that ties back to this. I just, right. I, I can't quite put my finger exactly on what it is, but it's, it's here. Mm-hmm. It is. And was Richard Allen, is there a connection between him and that account or between him and Keegan Klein? Like, mm-hmm. yeah. That's still a big question. Mm-hmm. Um, is that house owned outright, the Daybell house? Do we know? We don't or know. Is there a mortgage on it? We don't know if there's a lien on it or not. Yeah. Lots of questions still. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, Alan did, Jessica, he did uh, show up to things. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, he showed up to things. He printed pictures at... Uh, CBS where he worked uh one of the families uh or both I think one of the families was printing a bunch of uh pictures for the funeral of one of the girls Mm -hmm. and he's the one that printed them and then gave them to the grandmother at no cost Mm -hmm. there's been a public statement come out uh from CBS Mm -hmm. about how horrified they are and how Mm -hmm. they are willing to assist law enforcement in any way that they possibly can and of course they had no idea who they were employing at the time Mm Yeah. What's the fourth thing we spoke of on the other video? I don't know. Fourth thing? In the Allen case? Hmm. In the Delphi case, know. Jessica? I don't know. Maybe give us a little more info. I'm not sure. Yeah. So that's what we know. Uh, mm-hmm. But, you know, as, as we all know, there's just a lot more that just continues to pour out about. Well, like Richard the problem Allen. cause... Um, arrest warrant, mm-hmm. search warrant, all that stuff is sealed. So we don't know, you know, how they got to this point. And boy, the, uh, leak, though, you know, the, well. yeah, the YouTube attorneys, the, uh, uh the, you know, the, the TikTok attorneys. Oh, it was 4chan, Jessica. It was oh, 4chan. 4chan. And he was someone called the Delphi murder by their first name, Richard. In 2020. In 2020. Yes, on 4chan. And then when people started to push them on it, they started uh, backtracking that that was just a, it was just a, a typo. They don't actually know who that person is, but they s- called him Richard. Yeah. Yes. It really weird. makes, it's very weird. Yep. Yep. Really weird. Yeah, yeah, and I agree, Walla. Yep, really yeah. makes you wonder if there's more. Yep, more to the story, or if he has more victims in other places, or if he's assisted other people. Like, right, you know, but but 4chan has been well known for having uh, child porn issues. Oh yeah, it's yeah, it's full it's, of predators and incels. It's yeah, built on predators. Um, does it show names of persons commenting? It was, it is a chat board and I am guessing it's just, you know, pseudo names that people are using. I don't know. Yeah. They're just, yeah. They're just avatars and stuff. It's not real names, but it's still very weird, isn't it? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is. Okay. Well, let's talk some crazy shit about Nicholas Aliverdian. <laughs> this guy just never goes away. The fuck? You guys, he's got more rape allegations. But guess what? They're not in the U.S. this time. No. They're in England. Apparently, this mofro raped a food blogger in England back in 2017. And so uh, the authorities in Essex, England, are now considering charges and investigating that. If they bring charges, the U.K. will not release Aliverdian to the U.S. until those charges are fulfilled. Right. It could delay his extradition to the U.S. by years. Because, of course, in their, you know, area, they're going to take precedence. So Mm -hmm. it could delay him by years. Uh, But this is just more of the same, you know. It's just more of the same stuff. And and honestly, I think it just helps to continue to back up that we know exactly who this person is and what he's up to. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. And I mean, I'd get him in prison somewhere. Just get him mm-hmm. away from humanity because mm-hmm. clearly he has no right to be around people. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. He also stole or extorted 3,000 pounds from the food blogger. <laughs> Does this surprise anybody? No. Not at all. Because financial crimes and sexual assault are clearly his M.O., Mm-hmm. Jeez. Yep. So, a couple of things, though, that came out from new articles about that. And there's one more I have to share, one more piece of info. But mm-hmm. this is the first time we've seen a picture of his wife. So, this Honey, is a picture you of can his do wedding. so much better. Right, <laughs> darling. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Apparently, they got married not too long after the rape incident. Uh and then, of course, uh, he faked his death. Now, I think it's interesting because we'd laughed all along that the wife that was, you know, posting the death notices and all of these things, we were laughing it was probably him. Well, there was a wife because he got married in the UK just about the same time that he faked his death in the US. What an idiot. And this is her. Yeah. This is what you want to saddle yourself with? Seriously? Yeah. Unfortunately, her name is Miranda. And Miranda... Babe, no, no. I know you better gotta, than this. All you gotta do is run because he can't leave. So you know, right? It's not that hard. That's the first time I've seen a picture of him in a long time that didn't have some kind of fake oxygen mask on. Right. Okay. Well, this is where it gets really interesting and kind of hilarious. Um, mm. What if his? You know, he keeps fighting for bail in uh, Edinburgh, or is he in Glasgow now? In Edinburgh, I think. Um, he keeps fighting for bail because he says that, uh, you know, because of COVID, he can't breathe. And he has to have uh, assisted oxygen and all of these things. Uh, yeah, that's not true. I didn't think so. It's all it's so fake. The court documents, uh, the medical documents that the prosecution marched into court with prove that uh, his lungs are fine. He doesn't need oxygen. This is just a part of his scam. But Mm -hmm. this article from The Sun nearly killed me. This is the Scottish Sun. I know. I know. Kind of a, (laughs) maybe not the greatest source, but this article 
He has sacked his legal team again. He's been through five legal teams in the last year. <laughs> so a source at the jail says that he had, this is so uh, UK and so not the way <laughs> things are written in the US. I love it. Uh, says that he had a row in the Scots prison after a stormy uh, confrontation with his attorney. <laughs> The attorney's name was Ronnie, Ronnie Renucci. And Ronnie apparently was telling Nicholas that he thinks that he needs to accept expert reports about him having a condition. The condition is narcissistic personality disorder. <laughs> oh, yes. This is going to go great when you present it to a narcissist. <laughs> And apparently, according to the witness, he freaked the hell out and screamed at his attorney in his and completely lost his Irish accent. And oh, I in bet. a, in a very clear American voice, yelled at him that I am not crazy. <laughs> oh, dude. Oh. So word on the street is that the attorney was saying, if you accept the diagnosis, we can work with that, with the courts that, uh, you know, you have a mental health disorder that has been untreated. And then those are things that we need to work on and that that would be in your best interest. And he was extremely offended, went pretty crazy again, completely lost his accent, which is so funny, and is now back to representing himself. Oh, boy. So... He has court next week, and it's uh, been projected that he's going to show up to court by himself without representation. Is he going to be in a wheelchair, and is he going to have the oxygen fake on. oxygen mask on? How sure is he being true. allowed to have that if he doesn't need it? You know, I've seen know. pictures of him with two or three different kinds. Because the one had the big bag on it, like that they mm -hmm. use when they're trying to resuscitate you. Mm -hmm. Like, dude, that is not what you wear if you're actually on oxygen. He wears a yeah. mask. It's not even a cannula. It's the, you know, the thing oh, it's that like they a whole face your... thing. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, no, that's a little more uh, in the hospital than it is out of the hospital for most people. One of these mm. times he's going to show up in one of those old fashioned, like scuba whole headgear <laughs> things, you know? Yes. <laughs> 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 He'll be so, ordering up an iron lung. Ugh. Yeah. Very sorry to hear that he uh, has another victim. That makes me very sad for her. Uh, but I'm glad she came forward. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for coming forward. Uh, this guy needs every freaking book thrown at him. He does. So that's where things stand. But I hate to hear that that could, you know, delay his extradition back to the United States. But I don't think that the prosecutor in Utah has given up on this. He no, really I don't think so. I, yeah. So yeah. I think everybody's just got to get in line. They just need to start actually moving forward with this crap. Mm -hmm. Yep. So there you go. Let's mm -hmm. see. Christy, let's talk about, oh, Banola. Yes. So you will probably remember the murder of Orsolia Gall uh, that happened in Queens in New York, in New York um, over the summer. And David Bonola, 
has pled guilty to her murder. Mm-hmm. But what he's pled guilty to is first degree manslaughter. Now, if you'll recall, he stabbed Ursula Yagal 55 times and then dismembered her and put her in her, her son's hockey bag and left her body on the street. Mm-hmm. It was absolutely horrifying. Yeah. Um, they are confirming now that he did, in fact, have an affair with Ursula Yagal mm-hmm. for two years. Um, and that's what brought him into her house and the familiarity that, you know, that there was with her home and her and all of that. Yeah. Um, he was a handyman and he had worked at her house, but they had mm-hmm. also had an affair. Yeah. Um, so we're awaiting sentencing now, but the, the, uh, prosecutor's office in Queens, man, they are really patting themselves on the back for getting this plea deal done. Yeah. And I, okay. Just a little surprised that it's first degree manslaughter for the brutality of this murder and the work that he did to conceal his crime. How is this not a murder charge? Yeah. You know, I, it just, I'm, Sentencing is in a couple of weeks. Um, he gets he'll get around twenty five years. Mm-hmm. Does this seem like a twenty five year crime to anyone? No. I wonder what her family thinks. They are supposed to be putting out a public statement here pretty soon, and um, you know, then there will be the sentencing, so they'll have an opportunity to speak then too. But. I don't know. The the way that the prosecutor's office is, you know, slam dunking and patting themselves on the back kind of is kind of gross to me. Mm-hmm. This dude is one scary m- motherfucker. Mm-hmm. And he's going to get 25 years for this? Yeah. I just bet that does it not sit well. Seem like enough. No, it doesn't. Mm-mm. Especially with all the extenuating circumstances, the abuse of a corpse, all of the things that he did. God, the things I, that he did to her. It's hard to imagine. Yeah. Yep. Well, on one hand, I'm glad for their family that this is coming to a close so that they can somehow start getting onto a path of healing if they can. But I am with you. I feel like justice just doesn't feel like it's been served. No, that's scary. That dude could get out and kill somebody else. I mean, you do something like that once, you're screwed up forever. Like that's, you don't get past something like that. Mm-hmm. For Oof. sure. So that's yeah. what we know. Yeah. So I wanted to report on little missing Quentin Simon. The fact yes. is there's just not much to report. They still haven't found him. They still think he's in a landfill. There is still a huge search happening at the landfill. Uh, statistically, when people or bodies are lost in landfills, they are rarely found. Mm. And the fact that he is so tiny is just not in their favor at all. Mm. So it, it really sucks. The mother who the police have named as their number one suspect, though have not arrested, did a little uh, press conference type thing last week and said that if it is determined that I'm at fault, 
I will drive myself to the police station. Yeah. If it I is mean, determined. They need to cuff her. I mean, it's such a weird thing to say. Mm-hmm. That is not something an innocent person would say. She just implied it that isn't. maybe the police will think that she did something illegal. Yeah. What? If it's been determined. There's also a babysitter who says that she believes that he actually drowned. Oh, wow. It's just so gross. It's so sad. Her behavior has so been, been so beyond the pale. And I'll be honest, I hope that someday I have to get on this podcast and apologize for being so negative about her because they figured out what happened and it wasn't her fault at all. But that's just not how this is presenting at all. It's awful. So we'll keep an eye on it, but that's about all there is to say. Um, Did want to update a few things in the uh, Paul Pelosi attack. Yes. So David DePappy has been... Uh, he's been arraigned, or yeah, he's he's been ordered to be held without bail. He was arraigned on Tuesday, and the public defender entered a guilt, guilt not guilty plea on his behalf. He told the police apparently that this was going to be a suicide mission. One of the things that was said, that has been said by some media sources who seem to think that this is just a real funny joke, uh, was that Paul Pelosi was in his underwear. Somehow they tried to turn this into a gay thing. There's been a lot of stupid and terrible things said. But uh, the police have verified that uh, both men were fully clothed. Now, it was in the middle of the night. If Paul Pelosi came stumbling out of his bed with an intruder in the house in his underwear, so the hell what? Right, that could happen to anybody. I'm not sure why that's even a thing. Or why we should care or why that makes this story any different or funnier or Because anything. there are certain news sources that are making this to be a funny joke instead of attempted murder on an 82-year-old man with a hammer, for Christ's Who's sake. still in the ICU. Yeah. Who's still in the ICU. But uh, this is what the district attorney, Brooke Jenkins, wrote in the filing. His intent could not have been clearer. He forced his way into the Pelosi home, intending to take the person third in line to the presidency of the United States hostage and seriously harm her. Thwarted by Speaker Pelosi's absence, defendant continued on his quest and would not be stopped, culminating in the near-fatal attack on Mr. Pelosi. Without being questioned, DePoppy told uh, officers and medics at the scene that he was sick of the lies coming out of Washington, D.C., I really didn't want to hurt him, but you know this was a suicide mission. I'm not going to stand here and do nothing, even if it costs me my life. Yeah. And do nothing. Like, what did this do besides ruin your life and and potentially Paul Pelosi's? Mm -hmm. Oh, apparently his name. Oh, the only time he spoke during the arraignment Tuesday was to tell the judge how to pronounce his last name, which is DePap. Oh, is it? DePap. I'm still not sure. There's been a bunch of different versions out there. Uh I have no clue which one's right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what we know so far. But he actually did think that this would be uh, a suicide mission. Yeah. Well, he does have federal charges now, too. Yes. There's federal kidnapping charges as well as the state bringing charges for attempted murder and elder abuse and kidnapping. Yeah. 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 
Uh, Yep. In the court filings, they said uh, that he came in the house and said, are you Paul Pelosi? Oh, he woke up with this man standing over here asking him, are you Paul Pelosi? Where's Nancy? Where's Nancy? Pelosi told DePop that his, or DePappy or whatever, that his wife was not home and would be gone for several days. And then he threatened to tie Paul up. The first of 10 such threats, he had, you know, zip ties. Mm -hmm. So Paul finally got to the bathroom where he called 911, where his phone had been charging, apparently. And while he was talking to the dispatcher, the attacker was yelling at him and telling him to hang up the phone. So there's all of that evidence. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not like there's a big question about what happened here. Yeah. I had heard at one point that there he had a list and that there were four names. Is that for sure? That's something that uh, the police had said. Yeah. But they're not saying the names, right? Mm-mm. Okay. No. That's what I figured. And really, for people's safety, they shouldn't. But yeah, that was interesting, too. But he what he thought he was going to have a big shootout with the cops and. Mm-hmm. And end whatever the hell he was doing. Yeah. Man, yep. It's awful. It's terrifying. Absolutely terrifying. Yep. For sure. So the last two cases that we have to discuss tonight are Nicholas Cruz and Daryl Brooks. Mm-hmm. Before we do that, uh, we're going to have unroll a little segment that we are now going to call in this week's episode of Judges Who Have Had an Assful. Uh, a clip first of Daryl Brooks and uh, his judge earlier this week uh, sparring mm. in court yet again because now they're uh, talking about sentencing. And mm-hmm. I know this will not surprise you, but uh, his behavior has continued to be terrible. But even worse, the second clip that I'm going to show you is in the sentencing of the Cruz matter. Mm-hmm. Uh, another showdown. We've showed you before some showdowns between that judge and the uh the defense mm-hmm. the defense in this case has been absolutely appalling they have been so disrespectful to the judge it's hard to even believe there will be some law licenses on the line when this is over i guarantee you well, i mean they, this... it has been terrible look at this yeah. a defense attorney flipping people off in the courtroom yeah also laughing Defense attorneys laughing at very inappropriate times, like during statements of families whose children were shot and killed by this kid. My God. It is so beyond the pale. The judge has absolutely had it. This is about seven minutes long. uh, But again, every time I go to cut these down, I go, no, you probably need the context. But the context of the Daryl Brooks incident is that the judge wanted to make a record because Brooks has been saying that he had shock instruments on his heels or his ankles during these uh, proceedings, which the media said that too, but I'm guessing it's because Brooks had said it. And the judge wanted to make a record about that, uh, that that's not really true, that he had uh, restraints on, which I think really is what he, uh, you know, he, he wanted to be seen as an attorney, as, an, as a professional in the courtroom. Mm-hmm. Uh, what he did not want to be seen was anyone, uh, you know, thinking that he was an inmate and he didn't like the fact that he was restrained to the table. Mm. 
you're you can't go to court being accused of murdering six people and injuring 67 people mm-hmm. and not think that you're going to be restrained the whole time anyway mm-hmm. and then of course uh, an incident uh, in the parkland in the in the cruise incident that speaks for itself so i'm going to go ahead and let this video play the courtroom this courtroom was closed to the public um, and that was really to maintain that um, privacy, if you will, or secrecy, if you will, regarding the restraint system. And so I believe it's important that that information not be released to the public. Um, it will be available, of course, to the court and the parties. Um, and if there is an appeal, any attorney that may represent you can certainly look at that, but it'll otherwise uh, be under seal. So Why would that? The record is very clear on the restraint system that was utilized during this trial. I have a question to that. Okay. Why? Why is that? Why is that remaining sealed, but everything else being open to the public? That's I've indicated my reasons are on the record. I'm not going to restate them. So. Well, I think I think that the public, if they're if they're allowed to see uh, search warrant information and things like that, then I think that they should know that it was a shock device on my ankles. That there was, was no hurt. shock device. It on was your a ankle, shock sir. device. I was told it was a shock device, Mr. Brooks. And that's it was why covered up. The it was covered up by black cloth, so the jury purposely could not see it, and so that the public cannot see it. I was told that a chair had to be placed on my side so that no one can see that I was shackled with ankle shocks. I think the public should know that. The jury should have known that. That's what they were, Mr. Brooks. I've made my ruling. Um, your characterization I, I respect your of ruling, those but it as, should be it should be noted. Your it should be noted. noted for the record. It York. should be noted that I had a shock device on my ankles. That's fact. It's it a, fact. a fact. Sir. It is a fact. I'm the one that had them on my ankles. I inquired about what they were. Obviously, I'm going to require about what's being put on my body. I was told that there were a shock device, which I know how a shock device looks because I've I've been through this before in Milwaukee. So I know I know what a shock device is. It was clearly a shock device that was purposely not shown to the jury or to the public. Purposely not. And then now you're saying that it's going to be sealed. Well, why should it be sealed? The public public deserves to know know about uh, things things pertaining to a a, a search warrant, but not the fact that I was limited by a shock device, that if I moved the wrong way, I could have got shocked with all this voting. It's absolutely false that you that have a shock device. That is not false. And you know that it's not false. Well, I have the photographs. Well, show that the, will be where's the, the photographs. Record. Where's the photographs? And they you will just be said they would be sealed. Why, why do they need from to be public sealed? View, why do the they reasons need to be that sealed I've already from the indicated. Why do they need to be Mr. sealed Brooks, from the public? I need to move on to scheduling. Can we move on to subject matter jurisdiction that hasn't been proved for the record? All right. So Can we move on to that? Mr. Brooks, I really don't want to remove you from the courtroom today. It, but I, I, need I don't, to I don't want to be removed, but you're not going to sit here and tell me on the record what was on my body when I was told what it was. That's inaccurate. And I, I refuse. At a, at a later Honor, point in time, I, Honor, would, I refuse to sit here and let you make an inaccurate record when you know that it was, in fact, a shock device. That's why I had the black cloth. In front of the table, so it couldn't be shown. That's, That's why I had a chair sitting on the side of me that was told needs to cover up the fact that I had a shock device on my ankles. And if I think it's very, very, very unfair, and it's dishonorable to get on a record and not tell the truth. I'm not trying to dishonor you, Your Honor. I'm not trying to disrespect you. I'm not trying to disrespect your court. 
I just want the truth to be told. That should not be sealed. If 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 everything else could be open to the public, then the public should know that I had a shock device on my ankles. That was purposely not shown to the jury or to the public. They should know that. All right. Thank you, Mr. Brooks. I disagree wholeheartedly with your well, characterization. Well, it's, it's not true. Mr. Brooks, I didn't interrupt you. Please it's not don't true. interrupt me. It's not true. Mr. Brooks? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm quite sure there's cameras rolling right now because there are always cameras rolling. There's always audio on. Mr. Brooks, I need there's to public, move on to there's scheduling. There's public in the courtroom. I had a shock device on my ankles, and they purposely did not want to show that to you guys or to the jury. Mr. That's Brooks, I'm advising you. Here or here. Mr. That's Brooks, I'm advising why. you. And I always had the chair right here. Everybody that came to this courtroom seen that I had a chair right here, even though I had no counsel. What is the reason for me to have a chair right here? Right. Mr. Brooks, Why any further, any further interruptions will result in you being removed to the other courtroom okay. because and you're not letting move, move on okay. to scheduling. Is it civil contempt or criminal contempt? All right. One more interruption and you will go to the other courtroom. Well, they need, they need to know that. Stop. They need to know that. They need to know the truth. I'm going to ask the state some questions. If you interrupt when I do that, you will be removed to the okay, other courtroom. Okay, remove me then. All right. Attorney. Attorney Basie. It's not going to stop the fact that they need right. to know that he, it's shocked He's interrupted. I'm sorry, everyone. We'll have to clear the court. Bringing my children? I think that's highly improper. To I didn't even court. know you have children. I don't know what you're talking about. Your children? What about your children? For them to comment on my children is highly improper. You put this court to allow that kind of testimony. Okay. Is also there was... I don't remember any comments about any children. And if there was, it, it, it obviously didn't... It, it, it came and went without me noticing it. Trish, I can assure you that if, if they were talking about your children, you would definitely notice it. You need to sit down right now. You're out of line. In fact, you're excused. You need to go sit in the back with your with your uh, chief public defender. He's the public defender. Mr. Weeks, please ask the lawyer from your office to go sit down and not say anything else. To try to threaten my children and bring up my children is inappropriate. Go to the back of the room now. That just violated about every rule of professional responsibility that I have ever, I have never. If you're going to get up here and you're going to... Judge, I asked you to go sidebar on this matter. You, sidebar or not, you don't have one of your assistant public defenders say something about my children? Judge, that same venom that the court is expressing is the same venom that defense counsel had to sit through this entire morning she when their children She brought up her children multiple referenced. times during the trial. Nobody knows if I'm barren or not. They Judge. don't know about my children. Judge. Sit down. Sit down. Judge. Sit down, Mr. Weeks. Please do not summarily dismiss I'm me. summarily dismissing I'm asking you. Go the court. sit down. I'm asking the court. I asked the court to go sidebar. Go sit down. You don't threaten the Judge, court's children. Everyone in this courtroom. Just did that. Go sit down. No, no one in this courtroom had to endure what we Go had to endure. Go sit down. Miss McNeil has made her children a spectacle more than once during this trial. That was her choice. You have absolutely no right to have one of your assistants come up here and suggest something about my children. Now, please go sit down. Judge. You're Judge. inappropriate and out of line. Go sit down. Holy shit. <laughs> I those two need to go to lunch. Well, they do, but here's the here's the thing I want to say about the shockers. 
which he said shackles first mm -hmm. and shock. And I think he doesn't know the difference between those two mm -hmm. things. Secondly, if he had shocker ankle bracelets on, he would have been on fire the first day of court. He would never have lived to this point. Like if they had been shocking him during court, he'd be dead a long time ago. I mean, mm -hmm. let's get real. Yeah. I, someone in the chat had said that the, uh, the deputy behind him looked like he had absolutely had enough. And I said, yeah, he he's just back there daydreaming about whether he, if he did have shockers on that bitch, what he would have been doing with them. Right. Yeah. They were trying to cover the shackles mm -hmm. to not, they were trying to save face for him yes. as he was representing himself by mm -hmm. covering his shackles. They mm -hmm. did it to help him mm -hmm. and he's too stupid to even recognize it. Right. Yet he wants it, he, he's trying to insinuate in some way that they were doing that because of all of the unfair treatment he was receiving. That they didn't want the jury to know he was shackled as if uh, they were doing something wrong. Bro, They're you're the prisoner. Yeah. yeah. Crazy. And but, my God, those defense attorneys are so rude and disrespectful. Unbelievable. Judge, don't dismiss me summarily. You're dismissed. <laughs> Get out. Yeah. Well, I mean, you think about it. You chose to represent the Parkland school shooter, and you don't mm -hmm. like how you're being treated? Well, uh, they're too fucking bad. They're public defenders. I mean, that guy Still, was like the, the yeah. leader of the public defender's office. But yeah. Right. But that's yeah. what public defenders do. I mean, mm -hmm. if you don't like it, get a different job. I mean, mm -hmm. come on. Well, like Cranky said, F you. No one had to endure what you had to endure. How about <laughs> the people whose kids are dead? Yeah. Right. yeah. You guys are the victims in this trial? Mm. Okay, Becky. Uh, yeah, you're the victims. Got it. That is yeah, pathetic. Sure. What mm -hmm. shitty leadership they have in that public defender's office. Mm -hmm. And if the you can't take that away, get out, man. Yeah. The condescending way he stormed up there and talked to the judge. He's lucky he wasn't sitting in a cell. That yeah. was really beyond the pal. But no. she's absolutely had it. Had mm -hmm. it. For good reason. Yeah. For a very good reason. It's just disgusting. Yeah. It is the court of children. What's the children thing they were talking about? So apparently at some point, one of the defense attorneys has referenced her own children a few times. And that somehow blew into a big argument about mentioning children. Well, that somebody, I think one of the victim's family members, had yes. said something about, well, if it was your children. Was your children. Yes. I mean, really? This is These your fit? Very hurt about the fact that pretty much she let the families get on the stand and say whatever they wanted in the uh, victim's impact statements. Well, I and think they have that right. That they were hurt. Their feelings were hurt. It yes, wasn't fair. not about you, bro. Not about you. She could put them in contempt, yes. Honestly, though, I think she just really wants this shit to be over. This happened yesterday, and today it ended. Yeah. I mean, today she handed down the sentence. Mm -hmm. So, and Christy, you have that story. And it's life. Yeah. Without they gave possibility him life. of parole. No possibility yeah. of parole. He's done. He's yeah. going to prison forever. Yeah. And I'm sure that's why the judge was like, I just want this to be done. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah, the defense team needs shock shackles. Mm -hmm. See, I think, because, you know, Brooks wants to come off real smart, but I don't think Brooks is near as smart as he 
tries to pretend he is. I don't think he knows the difference. I think he thinks shackles are shockers. Mm -hmm. The way he kept saying those two words, I was like, Mm -hmm. yeah, you've got this screwed up in your own head. And now you're trying Mm -hmm. to make it into something just like everything else he did. Mm -hmm. Yep. Mm. Yes. One of the dads did flip off the Parkland uh, defense attorneys as well as Mm -hmm. uh, Nicholas Cruz today. Yeah. I think that would be the least of what I would do. Mm-hmm. Well, some of them are threatening like personal legal action. Some of the they are. They've are. they've got the names of the defense attorneys and they for their behavior. Mm-hmm. Yeah, their I mean, their behavior's been beyond the pale this entire time. Ridiculous. And they're sitting there next to Nicholas Cruz. Yeah, the Parkland school shooter who pled guilty. Yeah, like there's no question that he's yeah. guilty. He pled guilty. God, mm-hmm. they've only been here for the sentencing yeah. portion. Yeah. Just insane. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Amy, she did. Uh, Amy said, I was kind of shocked with some of the things the parents were allowed to say. Not that they were in the wrong, but shocked the court allowed it. Yeah, and she Mm -hmm. really just, you know, went, how about it? Yeah, some courts wouldn't have allowed some of the stuff. Quite a few people told him they hoped that he burned in hell and -hmm. some things like that. And they, she let it go. That gets said in sentencing hearings all the time. Yeah. It's their one chance. Yeah, it's their one chance. And somehow, uh, you know, the defense thought that the judge was just really being unfair that she was letting them say things like that. Why wouldn't they? Well, and first of all, why are you taking it personally? You didn't shoot up the Parkland school. Yeah. He did. So what's your problem? Yeah. 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 So wild. So, yeah, Brooke's saying he had them in Michigan as well. Yes. Okay, Daryl. We all know you're a career career criminal right yeah we this got make, it. dude you you've been convicted of 76 counts okay you mm-hmm. should just shut up because mm-hmm. you're never getting out of prison buddy Ugh. so we will still have sentencing in that matter and i think it's pretty clear that he's still going to be representing himself and asking to uh get an official ruling on subject matter uh jurisdiction he just keeps saying that like mm-hmm. he knows that it means something important. I think I've decided he just that grabs from now on, things. that's going to be my uh, argument on any argument I get in. <laughs> Subject matter jurisdiction. Yeah. <laughs> I think though, what it is. When, you, when you hear him talk for a while, he's learned enough to have some lingo mm-hmm. that he uses. But he doesn't know anything. No. I think that, yeah, I think that really he kind of showed his ass again there. Yeah, without a doubt. Yep. Yeah, Brooks does mimic. Yeah. Yes. Yep. He just, he's just he picks up what he's he- hearing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Well, can you imagine when they start doing victim impact statements with Daryl Brooks? Mm-hmm. They're going to have to keep him in another room. They're not uh, going to yeah. have him physically in the room. There's no way. Mm-hmm. He will never shut up. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. And when he screams over the parents yeah. of the child that was killed in this, oh no, yeah. or anyone else, but yeah. yeah, maybe they should introduce a shock device. See, Janet, he really wants one. They parent, should just have it know. white right out in the open around his neck. <laughs> these, <laughs> we don't hide these. If we're using them, we everyone can see it. He's That's how you try it. So you know, <laughs> again, he'll probably just burst into flames in the first fifteen minutes. I mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Somebody will just Moonbeam. stand on the button the whole time. 
Yeah. Moonbeam, you're correct. They were. The, some of the parents referred to, said things to the defense along the lines of, well, if it was your child or your kids or whatever. And the mm -hmm. reason the judge was saying, she was saying, you guys have brought your kids up over and over in this trial. Why wouldn't the parents respond to that? You know? Right. Yeah. yeah. Yes, a bark collar. Yes, I think so. PJ, I'm with you. And frankly, if they're going to be defense attorneys and defend somebody like this, they need to grow a pair. Like, mm -hmm. grow up. Yes. You don't get to re react like that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Brooks says he has 20 people coming to speak on his behalf. No, you don't. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, You'll no. be lucky if you have two people. I think he has 20 up. people in his head mm -hmm. that may speak his, on his behalf. But His mother has already said she will not be coming to speak on his behalf. Yeah. And who? All your baby mamas? Because uh, they hate your ass. So yeah. now who you got? Can you imagine anyone that would come and speak positively for him? Some of your rapper friends? No, because they don't want to show up to court. That like. Nobody, nobody wants nobody to come to court and say good things that. about you. Yeah. No. Mm -mm. Yeah. It's laughable to think that he has 20 character witnesses showing up, yeah. but it doesn't matter. No. He's never getting out of prison ever. No. He has been convicted of six murders. Six first degree murders plus yeah. all those other charges. Yeah. He's never getting out. No. Not at all. Now, I will say that in his case, the courthouse has been inundated with gifts for the judge. Oh, I bet. That there have woman. been cards, letters, flowers, and bottles of wine pouring in from the whole country from people <laughs> thanking her for her service, thanking her for her patience and her professionalism and her ability to get through this. The whole world has been watching, or at least the whole country, and people are just here for it. And yeah, I love it. People have been sending bottles of wine. Not that she doesn't need those straight up right now, but I'm quite sure she won't be drinking those. Yeah. Yeah. Why did Brooks do it? Did they ever say <sighs> he had just assaulted one of his baby mamas and had left her house in a big tiff and was pissed and was... I think just had his hair on fire and just didn't care. Just did something insane. Yeah. Oh, somebody from Rakasha dressed up like Judge Jennifer for Halloween. <laughs> That's awesome. I like that. She's my yeah. new she's my new hero. Except for occasionally I'm like, you gotta be tougher than this. You put up with too much. Mm -hmm. Well, she did her damnedest to let him defend himself, to let him hang himself. In Alexa, every way. stop. Which worked. <laughs> I don't know. I, I didn't say her name. Did you say her name? I did not <laughs> say her name. Talking. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, we should rename her Daryl Brooks. Uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, it's crazy. But yes, I think, uh, yeah, I think Judge Jennifer and the uh, Cruz judge definitely, they should get to go on some kind of a retreat together. Yes, they should. Yes. How are the pigs today? Uh, they're they're good. I and I know this term seems a little unfair, but they're they've been disgruntled <laughs> uh, because it's getting cold. 
Yeah. And so they're kind of at that stage now where they get up in the morning, they go out, they eat breakfast, they go outside and go potty, and then they come in and get straight back in their bed for a few hours. And then as it gets a little sunnier and a little nicer, they go hang out in the backyard for a while. But they're, yeah, winter is definitely rolling in and they are really all about it. Yeah. Oh, well, Cammy and- said it was her mom saying hi. Cammy, Cammy's mom passed last week. And everyone, uh, you know, you guys all know Cammie from the chat. We all want to send you our love and our condolences. And, you know, we've been there. A lot of us have. So we love you. And we're really sorry you guys are going through this. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. How are they handling the puppies? Um, Pretty good. Pretty good. You know, uh, Luca doesn't care at all. He'll get in the middle. The other night, Fiona bit a carrot in half. And before the other half of it even hit the floor, Luca had it and had run halfway through the house with it. And Scott ran him down and took it back from him so that she could finish her carrot. But uh, he doesn't, he's not afraid of him at all, which makes Mm -hmm. me a tiny bit nervous because, and they're not mean, but you know, they'll throw their head and they can bite really hard if they really want to. Mm -hmm. But he doesn't care. He dances right in between them. He jumps up on their bed and bounces off of them into my lap and stuff like that. And they just, you know, they complain about it, but they, you know, it's fine. But my little Bruno, my little teeny guy, he won't. And I think they do it on purpose. They'll stand in front of the doggy door inside the house so that he can't come in. Oh. And you'll hear him outside yipping and look down there. And if sure enough, it'll be Zig every time. Zig will be standing there, sticking his snout just through there and just standing there <coughs> and won't let Bruno come just in. try it. Luca will just come right through it. He doesn't care. He'll just go right under his legs and just come in the house. Mm-hmm. But uh, not poor little Bruno. He's a little more afraid. And for good reason. Those hooves are pretty big for a little teeny guy. Luca's mm-hmm. like twice the size of Bruno. So, you know, he's braver. But sure. it's going to be an interesting winter in this house with everyone in here all day, every day, including mm-hmm. me. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. Oh, gosh. Amy said, we learned my daughter's little puppy can't bite through wrappers. She's been carrying Halloween candy around the house, waiting for it to open. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> poor baby. That's probably that's a good funny. thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So that's how they are. They're they're overall. They're fine. I did not attempt any Halloween dressing up this year for pigs or dogs. I just, you know, COVID just kind of stripped uh, a lot of my Halloween plans away. <laughs> so. Sure. However, I, I've i seriously considered leaving our Halloween decorations up and just putting Santa hats on all of them. I think you should. There are a lot of people that do that. Mm-hmm. I, I'm really seriously considering it. So we're already the really- weirdos on the street. We have, you know, a murder of crows that live in our trees and hang around here all summer long and magpies that we feed and take care of. And then we put up all of this crazy ass Halloween stuff. I mean, we could just continue to be weird. It wouldn't surprise anyone. No, no. <laughs> I, I think I might. Yep. Well, I think we did it. What do you say? Right. We definitely did do it. We, yes. we did it and beyond it. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do it. I'll get the Santa hats. I will share some pictures later. Oh, and awesome. antlers. Antlers. That's a great idea. Antlers. Oh, yeah. I could 3D print antlers. Yeah, you could. Because we have a lot of the skeleton, you know, like the skeleton dogs oh, and yeah. dragons and Give them antlers and put bells around their necks or something. 
Oh yeah, we could do jingle bells around their necks. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm in. You could uh, you could get a Rudolph nose on one of them probably. Oh my god. Okay, I'm in. This is happening. All it's right, going down. I can't wait. <laughs> Oh, you guys are the best. Well, thank you. Of course, uh, for those of you that uh, subscribe to the Psychic Hour, we'll be back tomorrow night at 7 Mountain mm -hmm. for that. Otherwise, we'll be back next week with all new episodes. We had a big uh, big list this week of big stuff going down. And, mm -hmm. well, you know, we'll see what next week brings. Right. <laughs> but, I'm scared to. Yeah. As always, please like, share, follow, you know, all the stuff. And, uh we appreciate you guys very much. There's mm -hmm. also two new Patreons up that came up last week. So if you're a yep. patron, be sure and go and watch them. Two really interesting cases. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, this has been yet another production of the True Crime Squad. Take care. Bye, everybody. <laughs>